Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. That others will be getting on as well as we get started tonight. But we just want to go uh, into a quick word of prayer. And then we want to get back into what we have been talking about, about again, becoming, uh, connecting, communicating, and contributing. But we've been talking about the gifts of God uh, basically in three categories. We've been talking about the grace gifts, uh, again, the ascension gifts, and then the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're just basically scratching the surface of beginning to talk about these uh, as we keep digging into this whole concept of connecting, contributing, and communicating. Uh, We'll continue to unfold it as the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to do that. And so that's what we want to bring to you tonight. But let's have a quick word of prayer. Just want to pray over the call tonight that God will be glorified. So, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would anoint our lips, O Lord God. Give us the anointing uh, that is needed, that is necessary uh, to be a mouthpiece from heaven and earth, to bring heaven and earth together. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak, O God, and that we would have an ear to hear and a heart to receive what you are saying. So, Lord, we just give you all the glory. We ask that you would be glorified in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Well, again, we thank God for all of you that are on tonight. And we've been talking about, again, uh, communicating, connecting, and contributing. And so this is going to be kind of part three almost, if you will, in the series. But we want to talk about the grace gifts just a little bit more. But before we get to that, I want you I want you to go with me, if you will, if you have a Bible or a Bible app or something, I want you to go with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 10, and we're going to read verses 17 through 21. And I'm going to read them out of the God's Word translation so you can grab a hold of the flavor of what he's saying here, because this is going to be one of the most important things to understand why the grace gifts are so powerful and how I have to, as a believer, I must take it upon myself to, uh, glory to God, uh, go, uh, yes, go, take it upon myself to discover my grace gifts and then allow the Holy Spirit through connecting with my, you know, the Holy Spirit to uh, develop the gifts of grace that God has put in my life. And as we'll see this, because you haven't realized, you say, well, I don't know if I'm really gifted or not. Well, here's the reality. If you are a born again child of God at the time of your birth, that that is your spiritual birth, you were graced to be gifted with something from the father. Okay. And so, again, sometimes for some, it is just a matter of discovering those gifts and then also developing them. Right. But God doesn't waste anything. I want you to understand something tonight, that as a believer, when you have come to the Lord, God doesn't waste anything that happens in your life, whether it's good, 
bad or ugly, God's going to use it to get you to your destiny and to get you to become all that he designed you to become. So let's look here in the Gospel of Luke chapter number 10 and verse number 17. Like I said, I'm reading this out of the God's Word translation. So it's going to, if you've got a King James, it's going to sound a little different or a different version, but I want you to follow along with me. In verse 17, he says, the 70 disciples came back very happy. They, they said, Lord, even demons obey us when we use the power and authority of your name. Jesus said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I have given you, verse 19 now, I have given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to destroy the enemy's power. Nothing will hurt you. Uh, nothing will hurt you. However, verse 20 now, however, don't be happy that evil spirits obey you, but be happy that your names are written in heaven. One more verse. In that hour, the Holy Spirit filled Jesus with joy, and Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for hiding these things from the wise and intelligent people and revealing them to little children. Yes, Father, this is what pleased you. And so when we're talking about the grace gifts in the context of connecting, contributing, and uh, uh, again, communicating in the body of Christ, the grace gifts ultimately start with salvation. And there's so much that to really unpack right here in this Luke chapter number 10. Of course, we're not going to unpack it all tonight, but look at how Jesus gave an assignment to those disciples that were following him, that he was teaching. He gave them an assignment. He said, go and preach. And they went and preached and they came back with great joy. And they came back with so much joy because they said again, they said, even demons are subject to us when we use the power and the authority of your name. So first of all, understanding that when you are called by the name of the Lord, you have been given the grace of God to use the power and authority of his name. But Jesus is showing us how important it is to realize and to make sure we put everything in its proper perspective. Because even though they were excited about that, he said, that's good, but rather you should be more excited that you are saved. I'm, I'm putting this in my own words. He says, be more excited. Yes, I know you're excited and you're inspired and motivated and you're doing great works in my name and you're casting out devils and, and getting people healed and set free. He said, but the greater gift is the gift of the fact that you have now obtained salvation and that your name is written in heaven. So imagine how that many of us, and especially for those of us that are in ministry and that have done ministry for a long time, how people get real excited about, you know, the works of the Lord, uh, healing someone, wonderful, great, that's an awesome thing. Someone getting delivered, wonderful, wonderful, great, that's an awesome thing. Uh, someone being set free, man, it is exciting and it is powerful and it's wonderful. 
But Jesus said the greater priority should be emphasized on whether or not that their names are written in heaven. So regardless of what you and I have to face, regardless of whatever we have to go through on a daily basis, if you know that your name is written in heaven, then everything else can be put in its proper place. Glory to God. So how important is this to understand in the grace gifts? So when we're talking about the grace gifts, the number one thing we should focus on is the salvation of the believer. That's number one, right? Make sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have been born again, right? And that they have been born again in the pardon of their sins, that they're no longer an enemy of God, but they are now brought into the family and the commonwealth of God, right? Into the family of God, being born into the family by the operation of the Holy Spirit, all right? And that's the very first thing that I need to focus on. Is they, are they, that wasn't good English there, but are they born of the Spirit of the Lord? Because whether we get into that whole thing about when we're talking about gifts, when we're talking about people's giftings, you know, they want to think about what am I supposed to be doing, right? Am I an evangelist? Am I this? Am I that? You know, what is my calling? Well, I have to first of all make sure that I have a good grasp on what it means to be born anew, taking out the stony heart and putting in a new heart, taking out the heart of flesh and putting in the spirit. Glory to God. Because if you don't have a new heart, all the other things are really irrelevant. And there's a lot of people that try to understand and comprehend the things of the kingdom of God, but yet their heart has not been brought into new life in Christ, right? So therefore, watch what he says. If any man be in Christ, man, woman, boy, or girl, they are a brand new creation. Old things have passed away, and now everything has become new. But if I am, if they are not in Christ, and Christ is not in them, then they are trying to live in a new life with an old heart. I'm, I'm trying to make this real plain and real simple tonight. So they're trying to put they're trying to uh, put new wine into old wineskins, right? They're trying to live out principles that their heart has not been renewed to. And that's why as we begin to go back to Romans 12, before we get there, we're going to go back to Romans 12. When he talks, so I was talking about the grace gifts. The first thing he talks about is the renewing of the mind, right? So if my heart is not changed and my mind is not renewed, I am not going to be able to comprehend or discover or develop the giftings that God has put in my life. Because now remember this, as we talked about this a little bit earlier, that God chooses what gifts to give you. You cannot decide, let me say it this way, as a believer, I do not decide what gifts God gives me. You understand what I mean by that? God gives me the gifting according to his purpose and according to his plan. Now, what my responsibility is, is to discover that gifting 
and by the help and cooperation with the Holy Spirit to develop the gifting that he put in my life. Now, I want to say this one more time because this is very, very important. As a child of God, I do not get to choose what gifts I want to have. But I do get to participate in the responsibility of discovering what gifts I have been given and to develop those gifts with the help and cooperation of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And that's how important it is. Okay. So as we're talking about that, let's go over to the book of Romans chapter number 12 now. And we've read these scriptures before, but uh, we want to go ahead and look at it. How many understand that, again, repetition is not a bad thing. Many times, uh, that's what many times people in the body of Christ I've learned over these 30 plus years do not learn things because they don't they, they don't get to repeat them. In other words, we, we, we're always trying to move to the next thing. You know, I want, I want to read the next book and I want to read the, hear the next sermon. I want to hear the next one, the next one, the next one. Well, sometimes it's good to hear a, 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 a continual message until it gets down in my spirit, right? Once it's down in my heart, now it's planted in there. It's rooted and grounded in there and it's going to bring forth fruit, Right. Because, folks, I don't know how long many of you live. Some of you live, uh, like myself, 50 plus, 60 plus years on the earth. And you have to realize, again, uh, some things have to be planted first. And then they have to take root. And then whatever has been planted and whatever has taken root, eventually the fruit will show up. But whatever's in the root will show up in the fruit. What, why am I going so slow here? Because I'm trying to show us that this is the same, it's the same way spiritually. If I don't get this thing planted in my heart, the fruit that shows up will be evidence of whatever has been planted deep in the roots of my heart. Glory to God. And so, you know, here it is, folks. And real simple, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So whatever I'm reaping in life is because of what I have sowed in the past. So if I did not sow good seed into my field, that's the reason why my life is reaping some of the things that my life is reaping. But thanks be to God that you can remedy that by, going, by making it a point to begin to plant good seed in the ground of your heart. Okay? So... Romans chapter number 12. I pray that you're with me here. Glory to God. And we're going to start at verse number one tonight. We started at verse three before, but I want to go to verse number one, and then we're going to read on down to the same verses that we read before. But I want you to see them uh, and, and take heed to them and let them get down again, like I said, in your spirit, right? Because he he's talking to us. And he's trying to show us why uh, sometimes we're dealing with some of the things that we're dealing with. So he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, this King James, by the mercies of God that you do what? You present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Come on by the renewing of your mind, 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right, let's keep going. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Now here it is. Watch this. Verse 6. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let's pause right there. Having differing gifts according to the grace that is given to us. And this is why, why I call these the grace gifts, right? We have different gifts based upon the grace of God. And God chooses to give us what he has designed us to, to have the capacity to operate in. So that's why it's so crazy. I'm getting a little excited here. I don't want to get too excited. But that's why it's so crazy for one Christian to be jealous or envious of another Christian. It is the strangest, weirdest, craziest thing in the world because it is the Father that gives that person the grace and the ability to, to operate in the capacity of that gifting. So if, it's, if I have the same father as that other brother or sister has, then why am I jealous or envious of a gift that they have that came from the same father that gave me the gifts that I have? Isn't that crazy? I mean, think about how crazy it is for us as believers to be envious or jealous or or, 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 or whatever you may, you know, you know how it is. And some folks is, is you know, whatever it is, it doesn't make any sense because it is the father, glory to God, that has graced us with the gifts that he's graced us with. So watch what he says, glory to God. All right. Having the gifts different according to the grace that is given to us, then he begins the name, whether prophecy Come on, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Here's another one. Ministry or serving, right? Let us wait on our ministry. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorteth, in other words, encouraging, right? He that encourages, let him do it. Let him be an encourager. He that gives, uh, giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that is a leader, that is a ruler, with, let him be diligent at his leading or her leading. And they that show mercy, let them do it again with cheerfulness. So all of these grace gifts, God, gonna he gives them to you. Now he gives you the privilege and the responsibility to discover some of these, right? Through His your communication with him. And then, glory to God, all right? Glory to God. And then to develop those giftings within the context of what God set up. So we're talking about grace gifts, right? But he also gives, and we're not going to get there tonight, but he also gives the ascension gifts. And the ascension gifts are the fivefold ministry, right? The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. 
And their job is for the work of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. But what are we building up? We are building up each individual to comprehend and discover that there was a gift given to you by the grace of God. Glory to God. You may not have an ascension gift, but you definitely have a grace gift. You have something that God has put in you, an ability, a gifting, and he graced that for you to discover that. Now, here's what sometimes people uh, mess up is because that is our responsibility to seek after the Lord in such a way that we begin to discover and realize, oh, okay, for just an example, I'm, I'm an exhorter. I, I have a gift to be able to encourage people, to be an encourager, and I'm, I'm gifted to do that, and I can do that not in my own ability or strength, but in the, in the ability that the Holy Spirit gives me to be an encourager. Why? Because I've been graced with that gift. So as the more I discover that, the more I develop that, glory to God, the, in a, the greater the capacity that God can use me in the body of Christ to be an encourager. You say, well, that's not very exciting. Well, let me tell you, understand this, that when you, whatever your gifting is, glory to God, when you are faithful, fulfilling that assignment of your gifting, God is going to bless you just like he would bless someone that was, if you will, you know, famous in the ministry. He's not going to bless them differently. What he's going to bless is faithfulness. Glory to God. Amen. Let me slow down. So, so part of what I, my assignment is to do is to help you realize this is how, this is why praying and seeking after the Lord and being consistent in the word, being in fellowship, all, this is why these things are so important. Why? Because they're helping you to discover what you have been graced with, right? Some people have the gift of leadership. Again, what he says, he ruling. He's talking about leadership. He's talking about organization. Some people are gifted to do that, right? And they have a grace that gives them the ability to get people together, to get things set up, right? That is a gift that God gives in the body of Christ to make us many members, but yet one body so that we can grow and develop in the edification individually and corporately as a body. So this is why it's so important, folks, to realize that no child of God is an afterthought, right? You were not an accident. You were not a mistake. You are not inconsequential. In other words, you are just as important as anybody else in the body of Christ. Like I said before, first natural, then spiritual. Uh, Lord, God forbid, but let's say let's say you lost a man a foot or whatever, or, or your foot gets chopped off, whatever. Just understand what I'm saying. Guess what? Your body is no longer functioning at its full capacity. But that wasn't the whole body, but it was a part of your body. And when it is no longer able to do what it was designed to do, it hinders the function of the whole body. Folks, it's the same way spiritually. That's why, watch this, you better hear me. You're going to begin to hear a lot of the Ascension Gift Ministries going to begin to teach along these lines because 
you have to discover what you have been graced to be gifted to do because it's necessary and needed in the body of Christ. People don't let the natural man or the devil, you know, deceive you thinking that you are inconsequential. Not at all. One thousand percent. That is not it. You matter and you matter to the body of Christ. For we are many members and we are members one of another. So when when, when a person, uh, a believer is lacking confidence, right? They're discouraged. They're down and out. They can't seem to produce anything. It's going to hinder the function of the whole body. So remember what I started off saying, though. He said, listen, the greatest gift is the fact that your name is written in heaven, right? But also, I love it because understand this, as you begin to discover your gifts, develop your gifts, notice what Jesus told those 12. He said, the demons are subject to you in my name. He, oh, Lord, I, I don't want to get off course too much, but Jesus is basically telling them his fathers, it's not even a contest. He said, don't even concern yourself about that. The devils are subject to you. They have to obey you. Glory to God, man. Ooh. And that, that's exciting in itself. Glory to God. And Jesus basically said it in a matter-of-fact way. He said, hey, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you. That's, that's a light thing. I, I, I saw Satan fall from heaven. I watched him lose his authority. I watched him lose his position. He said, but rejoice because not only are the demons subject to you, glory to God, <laughs> but rejoice because you have been given the gift, the grace of eternal life. Your names are written in heaven. Glory to God. So with that being with that understanding, folks, know that God is going to work with you and I. He's going to get us to our desired destiny. What I'm saying, what he determined for us, he's going to get us there because the biggest question has already been answered. Right? Your names are written in heaven. All right, praise God. We got that settled. That's done. That's over with. That's settled. Okay, God, let's go to work. Work on me to fulfill my purpose. Working on me to fulfill my destiny. Working on me to fulfill that I can, just as Evangelist Angie was saying earlier, as he is, so are we in this world. Not when we get over into glory, but we are supposed to represent Christ on earth until he comes. Glory to God. So all I'm saying tonight is uh, understand how important it is for you and I to discover our grace gifts. He mentions prophecy and in, in, in Romans 12, uh, 4 through 8, he, he mentions ministry. He mentions teaching, exhorting, giving, and leadership. He mentions those as grace gifts that God can gift you with. Now, because you have been gifted with those, there is a responsibility. You got to hear me now real, real, real big here. There is a responsibility of discovery and development on the part of the believer. You say, well, where do you get that from? Well, I get that from the, the parable of the talents. 
he gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one, right? And he was, Jesus was teaching about the kingdom. He says, I'm going away. He says, here, here's the talents that I've given to you. Occupy until I come. In other words, when I come back, I'm going to get see what you see how you develop. I want to see how you uh, 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 pr produced and progressed with what I gave you, right? And so we know the one said, hey, you gave me five, and I got five more against, uh, uh, the, uh, I started with five, and I was able to get five more. He told him he did a good job. The other one, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. The other one, he gave him two talents. And he said, hey, you gave me two, I worked with this, and I got two more of the two that you gave me, and I, gave, I, I produced and made two more. And he said, you did good. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he said, I gave you one. What did you do with the one? He said, well, I was afraid. And I knew that you were an austere man and you reap what you do not sow. And so what I did is I took my talent, dug a hole, and I buried it. And now that you're back, I went and dug it up. Here's that talent that you gave me. And the Lord called him a wicked and lazy servant. And he said, take away the one from him and give it to the guy that has 10. Isn't that something? Glory to God. What am I saying? God is expecting you to produce with what he gave you. So the giftings that he put in your life, whatever giftings and talents they are, he's expecting you to cause them to be productive and to produce. So that's our part in this responsibility to realize I don't have a grace gift just to sit back and, you know, and, and, and pat myself on the back and feel good about the gifts that are in my life. No, those gifts are supposed to produce productivity. They're supposed to produce fruit in areas of your life, right? They're supposed to be, be a blessing to someone else. If you've been gifted with it by God, then you really do have to do something with it. Glory to God. So, as we get ready to wrap it up tonight, that's the main thing that I want to tell you all is that, again, don't just rejoice because the devils are subject to you. But remember, that's an important fact, you know. So when the devil comes to attack, you tell him, listen, you don't know, who, you know, <laughs> you don't know who you're messing with. I know that through the name of Jesus, I have power and authority over you. Glory to God. So. You, go, you might as well make it light on yourself because you can't beat me. Glory to God. You cannot defeat me. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and I want to say this with a matter of fact tone as a believer. You've got to get that in your spirit, man. He said, Jesus said, you, your names are written in the, in the Lamb's book of life. Your names are written in heaven. So yes, my name has power and authority over all the demons, but the greatest thing is that you have been chosen to be in the family of God. And so now discover, discover what you have been gifted with. Discover what you have been blessed with. And I'll act and allow the Holy Spirit to help you develop those giftings in your life so that you can be a blessing to someone else. And we'll go over these one more one more time. Again, uh, again, whether prophecy, whether ministry, whether teaching, whether exhortation, which is encouragement, whether giving or whether leading, 
do it all with diligence, do it all with cheerfulness, whether it's showing mercy, do, I, I, I left that one out last time, whether, whether it's showing mercy, do it with cheerfulness. He said these are gifts that God gives to every believer, and he gives severally as he chooses. It's not as we choose, right? But it's as he chooses, okay? So some of you have been on the teaching for a while here, but let me go, let's go real quickly back to 1 Corinthians 12. And, and remember we talked about the Holy Spirit and his uh, giving of the giftings. And then it's, it's as he desires to give, uh, he gives to everyone uh, as he wills. So watch this. Uh, he says here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 11, it is the one are you with me here? 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse number 11. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Lord have mercy. Let's read it one more time. This New Living Translation. You read the King James saying the same thing. It is the one and only spirit. Who's that spirit? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. The one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. We talk about the spiritual gifts, but all of the operation of God. He alone decides which gift each person should have. That's something, isn't it? That, 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 that really, that, that's something. That, that's, that's like getting, for some folks, that's almost like getting splashed in the face with a cold glass of water. You understand what I mean? Because people think that they can just decide what they want. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be this. I want to be that. You know, I don't want to prophesy. Oh, no, not me, God. I don't want to prophesy. Oh, no, Lord. Mm -hmm, no. Ooh. You know, that whole thing. Because I don't want to. But that's not up to you. Loved one. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's not up to you. So, 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 so what you're going to do is ignore the Holy Spirit, right? If you, if you get that, people will ignore the Holy Spirit. And then eventually, which is a terrible thing, he's going to stop talking. You, you, you cannot ignore what the Holy Spirit is trying to do with you, with, with, the, with, with us, right? whatever he's trying. I can't keep you know, pushing him away and saying, no, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable and I don't really like talking and whatever. I'm just using examples, you know, and, and, and Holy Spirit said, well, you, I, I chose you. <laughs> I chose you and I gifted you with this. So what you should do is say, Lord, I trust you. Even though I may feel naturally uncomfortable, but Lord, I trust you that you are wise and that you know what you're doing. Are you with me here? So let's read that. And these are all part of, again, talking about the Holy Spirit gifts. We'll get to that throughout this teaching here about the gifts of God, right? The communicating, connecting, contributing, the grace gifts, the ascension gifts, and the gifts of the Spirit, right? So he gives to one knowledge, word of God, knowledge, word of wisdom. But I want to pick it up just in verse 11. And it is the one and only Spirit, Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts, he alone decides which gift each person should have. Somebody got to do some praying right now. 
I felt that in the Holy Ghost. Might be somebody watching on YouTube or whatever. But when you get into prayer, you need to say, Lord, forgive me for trying to tell you what gifts to give me, right? Or, or forgive me for uh, ignoring you when you are, your spirit is nudging me in a direction. But because I feel naturally uncomfortable with it, I'm not going to do it because naturally it's don't, it don't fit into my comfort zone. Because he alone, I'm not, I'm not a broken record, but I'm trying to emphasize a point. The Holy Spirit, capital S, he alone decides which gift each person should have. Glory to God. This is going to help somebody tonight. I'm telling you, this is going to help somebody tonight. So you can stop wrestling and trying to tell the Holy Spirit what gifts to give you and what you can and cannot do, right? You can stop all of that wrestling and just say, yes, Lord, whatever you want, I'll do it. Come on, say amen to somebody. Glory to God. So the one and self-same spirit, all right? Uh, that's that's where we're at. And let's go over here real quickly to Ephesians chapter 4. And then we're going to just, we'll stop right here tonight uh, in Ephesians chapter number 4. But I want to uh, just kind of bring it in. Uh, we'll go back to Ephesians 4. But again, uh, glory to God, the time is just going by quick here. But Ephesians 4 and uh, I want to read uh, verse 11 and 12, but we'll go back to verse 2 through 7. We'll get that another on another teaching again on this uh, Tuesday night here. But Ephesians 4 and 11, many of you know these scriptures. He says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So these are what we call ascension gifts, right? The, as when he ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men, right? And these are the gifts he gave. He gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Now, I love this. this is, I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation because it's just going to break it down for you. Their responsibility is, glory to God, I love the way it says that. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Becoming a pastor, becoming an apostle, whatever, whatever, coming, you know, whatever. It's not to have an anniversary and a church anniversary. I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that's not the responsibility or the goal that God has given to those that he has anointed with an ascension gift. When you have been given the giftings that he's given you, it's given to you for a responsibility. To build up the church, to, to build up the body of Christ until we all come until the, uh, uh, verse 13, last one for tonight. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. What is he saying? And, and some, listen, everybody has a grace gift. 
every single believer. But he will also give some ascension gifts. So you, as you are faithful, <laughs> right, somebody on the chat said, I didn't want to be a teacher, but God. Exactly, exactly. F folks, listen, many of us, I've how many pastors have I talked to and, 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 and mentored or whatever that said, you know, I never wanted to be a pastor. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many, how many, you know, you know, oh, if you would have told me 15 years ago that I would be a pastor, I would have, I would have thought you was crazy. You know, why? Cause, but, but they get to that point where they say, yes, Lord, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I will do it. Glory to God. Amen. And that's how important it is because you don't realize in your obedience, how many people you are blessing and first of all, you're honoring God in your obedience. And because you're obeying God, you're going to be a blessing to yourself and to many, everybody that uh, is going to be uh, touched by your life. Because you say, Lord, I, don't, I may not know how to do it. I may not, not quite sure what to do, but I'm going to trust you through the whole process. I'm going to trust you from, from the beginning all the way to the end. So, we, we just touched on a little bit tonight on those three. We touched upon the grace gifts a little bit more. And like I said, we'll go back and look at each one. Uh, I'll talk about the grace gift of prophecy, right? Uh, all of them. We'll, we'll, we'll go through them and, and touch on them, serving, minute, all of them. But I want to lay that foundation when we're talking about connecting, communicating, and contributing the part of that grace gifts. Number one, your names are written in heaven. Glory to God. So don't get so caught up on all that you are. Understand, there's a balance. You don't want to just get so focused on what you're supposed to be doing that you miss out on the blessing and the benefit of the greatest gift that you have already received, and that's salvation and eternal life through your union with Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So you don't want to neglect that, right? When you're fighting the enemy and fighting on the battlefield, you know, fighting for the Lord. You know all the songs we sing. I'm on the battlefield, fighting for the Lord and all that. You know, you know, you're fighting demons or whatever, casting, you know, all that stuff you're doing. Don't forget the reality is your name is written in heaven. Glory to God. So whatever the enemy brings your way, whatever he throws at you, it is really in comparison inconsequential because he can't take the greatest gift from you that's already been given to you. Glory to God. And that is again out of Luke chapter number 10, again, uh, 17 through 21, where he says, your names are written in heaven, right? Don't just be excited because the demons are subject to you that they are, and they are by the authority and power of his name. You don't have it, but he does. And so you can be excited about that. But the main, uh, main thing that you always want to remember is that you have been chosen. You have been, uh, brought into the family of God. Uh, you've been uh, blessed to have your name written in heaven. Okay? And so as we study this further out, I pray that you will begin to discover all of your grace gifts, right? Also your spiritual gifts out of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Uh, we read one verse and we'll get there another time and read a lot of those other verses, whether it's word of knowledge, word of wisdom, right? Prophecy, whether it's the gift of faith, working of miracles, Again, uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues, 
the discerning of spirits, whatever the, your gifting are, right? That you will discover them and through uh, your communion and union with Christ, help uh, and through all, all of the giftings in the body of Christ, help to develop what gifts you have, right? Spiritual gifts, uh, grace gifts, spiritual gifts, and even those that have been called through the ascension gifts, right? So those offices of responsibility, glory to God. So we want to make sure that you are developing and discovering all that God has placed in you. Glory to God, because folks, it's going to bless you, not only you, but it's going to bless so many people that, listen, and one thing about God is, here, last thing I'm going to say is this, because I have to, we have to stop tonight. When, when, when you when you flow in the gifting that God's placed on your life, folks, these giftings are with you whether you're in the church building or not. They're not church building gifts. <laughs> They're grace gifts. Right? You understand what I mean? The, 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 the word of knowledge can work on your job. You could be on your job and just praying in the spirit. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will say, uh, you know, turn this way or whatever. I'm just saying. And he'll give you a word of knowledge. And he say, well, how did you figure out how to do that? Well, the Lord showed me. Glory to God. Folks, this is not, God is not limited to the church house. That's what I'm trying to get through to you. Even with the giftings of God. Glory to God. God is awesome. So listen, we, we, we God bless you tonight. I pray that you got something out of this. For you that uh, enjoyed the teaching, whether on YouTube or whether on Facebook, you can always go uh, on Google or wherever to the Mind of Conception podcast, uh, and you can always uh, hear the replay. Uh, and, and sometimes, if sometimes I may have said some things that uh, you know you didn't really catch real good, or you want to kind of get a greater understanding, go back and listen to the podcast, right? And you're able, you, that way you'll be able to uh, grab a hold sometimes of what was said, right? And so it's just very important to do. And so for you that are on the Zoom app tonight, I'm going to share my share screen here. And you should be able to, it should come up on your, if you have a video, it should come up on your device here in just a minute. And you should be able to uh, be able to see the information of where you could go to the podcast, right? And so right here, where I'm going to highlight it here, uh, uh, you want to put that in the search bar, right? When you search for it, you want to put that whole thing. Right? Don't shortcut it or don't try to shortcut it because if you shortcut it any words, it's not going to come up right. But you want to get on there, the Mind of Conception podcast, and you can listen to the teachings at, at any time. Um, pretty well clear right on your, uh, your personal device, your smart speaker, or whatever have you. But ultimately, folks, just letting the Word of God get in your spirit, right? Where he says, again, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing okay and so uh there are great many great men and women of god out there and but you want to just make sure they're speaking the word of god that's all folks uh you know you want to make sure and no matter what you listen to right always ask the holy spirit to be your guide to be your teacher right and if it's something that ain't quite right ask the holy spirit to show you because he will show you and all of a sudden your spirit just won't agree with it right you're like nah it started off good, but this is this ain't right. Whatever the case may be. But I'm saying is, you want to get the word of God deep down in your spirit, okay? So I would encourage you to do that. Amen. We thank God for all of you tonight. And we bid, we bid you shalom in Jesus' name.
Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon. Mm -hmm.